0: <laughs> Alright, what's up guys? Today I'm gonna to be interviewing my friend Mr. Creed. <laughs> um, I'm excited. I wanted to talk I wanna to talk to him about so socialization, psychology, and just yeah, all that. So heck you yeah, I'm excited. Man.
1: Yeah, that's 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 cool. I mean, it's interesting that you 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 bring that up because when you hit me up the other day and you're like, "Hey, want to do a, a another podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah, what are you going to talk about?" You're like psychology. I'm like, I I don't know what you <laughs> I don't know what you want to talk about, but no, that's 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 cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So yeah,
0: man. What? So um, I wanted to. So first of all, I, I found that video very interesting of you. Talking about power and just how we all desire power and stuff. Um, so. The the video that Aaron
1: is referencing right now that's a that was a video on a different channel that I'm like <laughs> not even planning on using, but I might <laughs> upload that video now onto my main channel. But uh, yeah, in that from my remembrance, because that's one of my first videos, I was talking about how people desire power and. Uh, I think I had mentioned stuff like when I got into doing mentalism. I, I do I do mentalism, so I make people think that I'm reading their mind. And I know how to, you know, cause someone to think of something that I want them to think. And then I'll tell them, oh, this is what you're thinking. And then they're like, "What? how the heck did you know that? And it's like, no, it's not. I didn't know what you were thinking. I just kind of influenced your thought pattern to get to where I want you to. But yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy. So. Uh, And you've been studying psychology since pretty much, like, pretty consistently for, like, years, right? Like, for a long time or?
1: Probably since, like, eighth grade. Never went to college or anything. I just used it for mainly entertainment purposes and then uh, because of, like, performing illusions and stuff. But uh, once I realized, like, wow, you can really influence people's behavior, I realized the depths of it. In, in all other arenas of, of, of life, whether it's influencing people through a commercial on television, like advertisement, whether it's in having a conversation with someone or it's sales or making friendships or not just like entertainment, but it, it's in so many... And then you have the other side of the coin where you can have you can use it for those good purposes, but then you can also use it for manipulation. And so, yeah.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you about, like, I wanted to dive into what you were in high school, like, when you became, like, known as the magic man. You said you, you know, you, like, had people, like, you had this time where you were, where you were, like, you kind of showed something in front of, like, these crowd of people, and then they started, like, you know, referring to you as the magic man or whatever, and you said you were, like, um, desiring, like. Power and stuff and all that. So, how is that like?
1: Yeah, yeah. When I was younger, I was a pretty in- insecure guy. <laughs> so, like, I remember when I was in elementary school and I wasn't really popular, you know, a little skateboarder kid who I was nervous around people, but I thought, you know, I, I would find these little avenues to take my mind off of things. And then when I came across uh, magic at a young age, um, and like illusion and mentalism uh i was like you know what by the time i get to high school i'm gonna try to become the most popular kid at school so i don't feel ignored (laughs) but uh so yeah i'm I'm not like that anymore i still love performing magic and stuff but i don't have that self-conscious depressed like back in that time um uh, yeah i studied a lot of psychology I, i started learning how to lie detect and detect when someone's lying to me. And um I really wanted to know how to read people's body language, almost like I was legitimately reading their mind. And uh it, I, I I learned so much and I would experiment. You know, I would I would literally tell people, I want you to lie to me, you know, I would like sit down and lie, it, it, tell me the truth about something and then I want you to lie to me about something else. And then I would have to try to determine every time, like, okay, did you lie about this? You lied about this, didn't you? And they'd be like, yeah. But you told the truth about this. I'm like, yeah, how the heck do you know that? Because I do it like, hundreds of people. And because um, I really, I felt, another thing was, is I, I never really mentioned this to people, but I felt like, this is kind of weird, but I felt like people are kind of dangerous. And I don't like the idea of being around somebody. And they look normal. They look like they're a happy person. And maybe they look like they're, a friendly person, but they have an ill intent. I didn't like that. Unexpectedly, somebody can just flip on me. I want to be able to de- detect that before before they could even do anything. And um, and it, that happened with little things like such as I would have friends over, and the next thing you know, they steal my video game. I'm like, how you gonna? I, I thought I thought we were homies, and then you stole something from me. <laughs> so I was like, no. The next time someone tries to do something like that, I want to be able to see it before they even knew and um it, yeah i know we'll go a little deep on that but yeah
0: no that's powerful bro that's interesting so you would do it with hundreds of people if how old were you then like that's crazy nobody does that like i feel like like i
1: probably about i was like 15 16 ish yeah yeah um i no, no i'm telling you yeah like uh and it would get to a point where like you have well okay let's take a deck of cards right You'll have one person take a deck of cards, and you know they'll do some sort of sleight of hand to get you to pick a card that they want. And then I got good at—I don't even have to use uh, uh, sleight of hand and trickery to get them to pick a card that I want. Like I—I I figured out ways to get people to think of the card that I want them to think, and then I would tell them what card they were thinking. And so then they legit feel like, oh my goodness, this dude's reading my mind. But I studied people's thought patterns. Like, so I'm like, okay, this person dresses this way. They probably have this hobby. They probably have this kind of a background. They're, they're likely to pick this person, th- this card. If you're a Christian, you're like a Christian male or something like that. Uh, may, many times a Christian male, I say, what's your favorite card? I know that they're probably going to say King of Hearts <laughs> because it's a king. And, then, and they, they, they incorporate that with Jesus Christ and, 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 and him being a loving king. So they oh, King of Hearts. So I'll be like, oh, I know a lot of Christian men will think of a King of Hearts. So I'll tell them, you're thinking of the King of Hearts, aren't you? And they'll be like, how do you know that? And so um, if it's like just some regular person that they're not religious, like let's just say, it's just I don't know, some nerdy kid that plays video games all day. They're probably likely going to think of a seven of diamonds. But then, so let's say that person thinks of a seven of diamonds. I would say to someone else, okay, all right, so you're thinking of the seven of diamonds. All right, I want you to think of a different card, all right. And then, so their their mind subconsciously they don't even know this is happening, but they their their mind tries to go the opposite side of the, like so they they they, they how do I explain all this? Basically, they would go the opposite and they say three, of hearts, and because they're trying to trick me, they would be, they would go, all right, the the mind goes, they picked a red, diamond. So let's go with black. And then it's like, no, but let's not go with black because the magician's probably going to go with a black card. So no, let me stick with red. But instead of saying diamond, we'll go with a heart. And so I know that that's what their mind's doing. And I let them think it out. And if I don't let them think too long about it, I say, I need you to think of something quick. Because if I say, take your time. No, they're going to really think of like 10 different cards and then they might throw me off. So I have to get the timing right and then... There's so many aspects that go in it, but I would do it to hundreds and hundreds of people to a point where I remember it got to a point where I legit felt like, man, dude, am I like actually reading people's minds? <laughs> I got too good at it, but yeah.
0: Wow. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. So you can so you kinda minimize so you kinda like used um used it as like the like your only mind can only go in a a few different places so you would kind of like trap them into like thinking like a couple things kind of thing or like you would try well or you would think have them like think like um quickly and then you would kind of be like and just know that they're gonna that's crazy bro that's uh, (laughs) dude that's mind-blowing bro that's
1: crazy So I realized like that you know you can use that for trickery, but it also you can apply that same thing to other other avenues of life. Wow! And so that's why like when I got into security and being a bodyguard and different things, I knew I'd be perfect for the job because I'm like if I have to deal with a difficult person, I know how to influence their behavior to not want to do something bad, or um, yeah, yeah. But that that goes beyond just the scope of just doing a magic trick. That's like you can apply these things to daily living
0: situations how do you think how do you apply them to like daily how would you apply that to daily living situations
1: like uh they like give me an example of what, what do you want to
0: know like like for example if somebody um was want try, like lying or something like how would you tell what are some things practical things or that you could tell that somebody's lying or trying to deceive okay, yeah. you or
1: well this is this would be silly like 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 when I got how many I forget how many years probably like 2019 or something I got into security and um I would I would I would be uh when I first got into doing security I was uh like in grocery stores and I just trying to tell people stop stealing stuff basically yeah but this is before I became like a bodyguard and doing other stuff but like, I would see people. <laughs> some some of my friends get on me about this because they'll, they'll be like, "Like, are you sure you're not like discriminating?" Oh, I see a black guy, and then I just assume he's probably gonna steal or something. Like, no, like, I'm black. Come on, stop playing. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but but <laughs> but, like uh, for example, like like Ecclesiastes. King Solomon says, like you could tell a fool by the way he walks down the street, like, like a, it's a, it's a it's a principle. Like, I'll see someone come into a store, and I used to play games because I, I I used to hate being in a grocery store doing security. It, it sucks so bad. I don't do it anymore, but. But I turned it into a game. I would sit there and say, okay, you know, this is so boring. I'm not even allowed to wear headphones, and like listen to a podcast. What am I gonna do to like entertain my mind? And I'm like, all right. Why don't I just try to guess who's gonna steal? Every ter- person that walks in, I'll be like, okay, nope, not gonna steal, not gonna steal, not gonna steal. Oh, okay, this guy, he probably might steal something. Simply based off the way, and then you, like, H- how do you think that? How do you know that? Is just because the skin color? Was it because the way they're dressed? No, it's not, it's not that. For example, a normal person when they go into a grocery store, they usually know what they're looking for. So. They start walking in and, you know, I look at their eyes because when you learn how to do lie detecting, you to—you really got to look at people's eyes. And so someone will come walking into a store. You know, they're just kind of looking around, looking around. If they see the security guard, they see the uniform, you know, they might turn around and say hi. They're, oh, hey, how you doing? Cool. All right. Probably not going to steal anything. Whatever. Unless they're really tricky. Someone who's going to steal something is more like this. There's no focus as to where they're going. It's Their eyes are shifting all over the place. They're all over the place. And the next thing you know, they see me and then it's like, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's so subtle. They didn't do anything wrong. It's just the subtle things that you catch. And I'll be like, he has no focus as to where he's going. Usually if you know what you're going to get, you know where the milk is at. So you're like, all right. Your mind's like, I'm going to get the grocery cart. Now I'm going to go here. Someone who's probably going to do something, they're looking for who's going to stop them first. So, eyes shifting, eyes shifting, boom, see me. Kind of locked on for a second. And then, I'm like, oh, okay. They were focused on me, not on what they were getting. They're focused on me because they're trying to see who's going to stop them from doing what they're going to do. So, I'll be like, okay, I'll just follow this guy around. And then, usually, they end up trying to steal or whatever. But, um... Uh, you're not allowed to put your hands on people or grab people or fight them. So I'm like, okay, well, if, I, if I'm not allowed to be physical with people, right, if I see them stealing something, but I'm also going to look bad if I don't stop them. I'm like, I have to play a psychological game with these people. So I'll be like, okay, well, management, they tell me to get rid of people who are going to steal. So I was like, okay, how about this? When I see somebody who in my gut, in my instinct, and I know... Off of the indicators that they're telling me that they're gonna do something, I will walk up to that person and say, "Hey, how you doing, man?" It'll be like, Oh hey man hey 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 hey, and then I'll say something like this i um, I've done this like I may have never seen this guy before, but I'll say, "You were in here last week, weren't you and I'll be like yeah, I'm like, oh, I remember you, man. You got to go. They'll be like, what you, what you mean, you, you, what you mean? I'm not even gonna steal nothing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm like, oh, dude, I was just playing. What, what do you mean you're gonna steal? <laughs> it's like, oh, well, no, you're already accusing me, of, and and I'll be like, uh, but but didn't you steal something last week though? Well, I returned it? Oh, you returned. So you did steal something. Uh, but you gotta go, dude. And, the, and I just do that kind of stuff with people, and then and the people will look at me crazy. Be like, how the heck did you know that? Uh, no, I didn't know. It's just he just had a ton of indicators, and I played into it, crack a joke, and then get him to tell me the truth. But, anyways, yeah.
0: Dang, that's crazy, dude. That's wild. Um, so you would just you would do that just if they had those indicators like. And then you would just crack, like, start to follow them, and then say something or whatever. You yeah. would just do that,
1: just just something stupid like that. Yeah. you know, crack a joke, make them feel a little bit self conscious, and then all of a sudden they end up exposing everything that they're really doing. I'm like, oh, okay, I was
0: right. <laughs> Dang. So, what is that in human nature like? Is everybody like, like, because it's like, does or like relating that to like, everybody want when you like say something and. They kind of tell the truth. Like, they're just, they're worried, right? You can tell. Or, what are some, like, indicate, what are some other indicators? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, um. I'm, uh, tra- I'm going in two there different places. So,
1: other indicators of people lying?
0: Yeah, just like, yeah, other indicators and just, yeah. Yeah, like, I would say another indicator, like, of somebody lying
1: would be, like, uh, let's say, I'm trying to think of, like, an example in my life. Um, One indicator would be, like, okay, so for example, let's say a guy, someone's your friend, a close friend of yours. Or a, a situation that I had where there's this guy that I met. Everything in my gut was telling me, all right, this guy's a shady dude. You know, and you probably know the story. Guy, he stole stole two grand from me. <laughs> well, um, there are so many things in my gut that was telling me this guy, kind of shady. But but there are some people who are so, uh, how I put it, they perfected the art of lying, and that's what I do as an illusionist. You know, I don't actually lie to people. It's uh, obviously entertainment, but like. But people can use that type of trickery where, let's take, say you you take someone who's like an authority figure. It could be a pastor. It could be a doctor. It could be a police officer. It could be just someone who has a position of authority. Usually people are willing to trust somebody who has a suit on or they, they look like a professional. Um, if a homeless person walked up to you and... Told you to do something, you probably won't listen. If somebody with a suit on told you, "Hey, to do something," you'd probably be more likely to do something with a guy who had an outfit on, because it symbolizes a sense of authority, mm. even though he might be faking it. And so, uh, for example, it, there are people out there that are like snakes in suits. You know, they 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 know how to play the role, just like an, an illusionist, but in real life, in real real time. And so, with that in mind, it's like, how do you determine whether or not this person is lying to you or not? And so, what I'd say is this: someone who's really good at lying, follow the pattern of the words that they say. They'll, they'll, they'll. How do I explain this? Some people are. It's it's so difficult to explain this. Listen to the things that they talk about. What's important to them. And, and, and literally like, cause it's not just like an instantaneous thing of like, oh, they did this one thing and, oh, now I know that they're lying. And no, some people, it's a process. Like if it's a close friend or somebody that you just met and they're they're trying to be close to you in your life and you're trying to figure out what's their agenda or like, you know, you do YouTube, you know, you meet someone new, what, what's their agenda? Are they just trying to get some clout from you? What are they doing? And so many times you, you got to close yourself off to people in some aspects of your life but kind of open up in others and if you let time go on like this i'm just giving a practical example if you just let time go on in itself listen to the words they say you know the next day you talk to them are they saying the same thing today or as they were yesterday you know if you let people talk long enough they literally let them they expose themselves mm. and so um if their words contradict something that they say or something that they say compared to what they believe. They say something, they believe this one day, but now they believe something else. And there in your life, they see you got some cloud. They see that you're, you're successful. People know how to put up a good front. And so you got to give them time to expose themselves. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: Dude, that makes total sense. Yeah. And what is that like with people like, because that's kind of where I was heading in the direction when you were saying like, you know, all you have to do is say, like, something, like, crack a joke, and then you it, they expose themselves. Like, why is it that people just expose themselves like that? Like, why is it just, like, people just talk and talk, and then you yeah. just be able yeah. to tell?
1: Well, me being someone who believes in God, I truly believe that God created us to be creatures who tell the truth. And so when you tell a lie, you're going against nature. And so that's why you feel guilty when you lie. And so, so um, for example, like... Um, you have two people that are in a relationship. One's cheating, <laughs> and the other one's been faithful. The one who's cheating, they can only hold that lie for so long, and, and uh. you know it's the guilty conscience. All maybe they start treating you bad so that they can get you to break up with them, but so so that they feel better about the situation. But like, it's it's there's something about the conscience that does not like to hold lies, and so inevitably people just tell the truth sometimes or they accidentally tell you the truth or they contradict themselves it's it's not natural to lie so eventually just the truth just comes out if you let it happen long enough but um but you have to be patient and 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 be aware you know what i mean
0: that's powerful bro i love that that's fascinating to me yeah that's fascinating yeah wow so I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about about uh, your high school days, just like because you were influential and stuff, like with the magic and stuff, and obviously like you had a lot of people that would you were, you got popular, right? And I just wanted to talk to you about like power and stuff like that, and just what you were in high school and stuff, not not necessarily about your agenda to power, it was or your thoughts on. Yeah, just your experience with power and um, and wanting that, I guess. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, when I was a teenager, I had a fat ego. <laughs> like, um, I yeah, when I was young, I hated being ignored. It was just like, um, cause I, I just felt like I was that I was that shy kid that everybody kind of just overlooked. <laughs> it, like, I would, how do I put this? I would be, like, at a house where there's, I don't know, there's a group of people. Maybe it's, like, a party or something. And then there's, like, you know, the the, the funny, handsome kid that all the girls talked to and all the guys wanted to hang out with. And then I was always, like, the butt of the joke. Like, if someone cracked a joke, they would always put me at that butt of the joke. And um, I used to hate that when I was a kid. And um, so, as a kid, I was like, you know what? I want to be the one that, like is the life of the party, you know, that people want to be around, hang out with, and, and everybody wanted to be my friend. And um, and so so growing up, you know, and I it probably had to do with, you know, my father and mother not being in my life, you know, and then my grandfather, he, he had adopted me, and uh, he worked a lot, so I was all alone quite often, you know. And, I uh I was often babysat as well. Yeah, you know, I was either being babysat or um when I grew up old enough to where I didn't need a babysitter, I was by myself. And um and so yeah, with that in mind, uh once I got into that hobby of, you know, getting into illusions and mentalism and stuff, and I got really good at it, uh I was like the life of the party everywhere I went. 'Cause I I became so good at it and I was obsessed with it. And um and I I, I I, mastered it so well, you know, I always tell the story about when I used to get into pickpocketing and, you know, I stuffed up a pair of pants in my room, I hung it from a lamp, and then I would practice pickpocketing and uh I would uh like put a wallet in there and I'll try to take it out with two fingers and um or I'll try to throw a coin into the pocket so people would think that I made a coin appear in their pocket and whatever. And uh so when I was walking around to school, like I would Walk past someone, I could toss a quarter into their pocket, and later on, I see them at lunch, and I'll say, Hey, you need some money for some cookies? And they'll be like, Yeah, I'll be like, All right, I made a corner, qu- uh, I made the quarter disappear in my hand, and all of a sudden, it's like, Check your pocket. And then they take a, What the heck? How'd this quarter get in my pocket? <laughs> right? You no, know, it's because I threw a quarter in their pocket at some point in the day, and then I met up with them later. And, and um, <laughs> so I got really good, and I, I would take people's wallets from them, and I never kept their stuff because, like, I, I was going to church, and I was a young Christian man, so I felt guilty if I like stole something and kept it. But uh, I was just always doing something. I would get in trouble with the teachers. I remember the Zune or iPod thing, whatever you call it, the Zune. I, was, I took someone out of their pocket, <laughs> and then later on in the class, they're like, "Someone took my Zune!" on. they started going crazy, and then everybody knew that it was me because you know I always did that type of stuff. But um, so yeah, I can I became really popular. Because uh, I was always doing something. I, um, and then with the whole mentalism thing, I would pretend like I was a psychic. Like, <laughs> just trick people. But that, that, that was very short-lived. I had the idea, but I never got to a point in my life where I actually did that. It was just an idea. And um, But at a young age, I was just, I remember I was at a Bible study one time. And uh, you get to ask questions at this Bible study. And I remember I raised my hand and, it was a bunch of adults, and, and some teenagers too. But I remember at this Bible study, yeah, like, hey, go ahead and ask a question. And I was like, um, I said, uh, oh yeah, I was, I was like, I was like, I am, I am jealous of Jesus. And they were, I remember the dude leading the Bible study is like, what? <laughs> Everybody was like looking at me. It got all quiet, and there it was. Like, I said, "I'm jealous of Jesus." They're like, "Why?" And I was like, "He has power that I wish I had. I all mean, right, he can walk on water. He can heal the sick. He knows what people's thinking. He knows the future. He knows, like like he the 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 insecurity, the uh, what do you call it? the the insecurities, the ego, the anger." that was something that that i had to overcome at a young age
0: as far as as far as in high school you were um you were in a sense like influential you know right like no yeah, influential. influential yeah so how was that on a small scale being like influential and stuff like how did that yeah i just want to hear more about that you know how you you know influence people and just like and how that was being like on a small scale you influential in a in uh an arena just in high school you know yeah um
1: well yeah at that at that age like um i was always a year older than everybody too because I, I was held back when i was younger and so there's always like a little bit level just a little bit more maturity <laughs> Uh yeah I was I, w- I went to church quite often and I read the Bible quite often and I l- listened to a lot of sermons um you know so I was over here doing illusions but I was also like getting into trying to figure out what my what's my purpose in life why am I alive why do I exist you know what was I born to do and um I was driven by that i'm like man i want to make an impact in the world i want to do something and so i had a, a zeal you know for 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 god and the things that i believed and uh with that in mind i always spoke up about um my beliefs on things whether it was god or politics or just anything really and i remember my sophomore year of high school uh yeah, it was in my sophomore or junior, one of those. I I had this class where, uh, I don't know if it was like social studies or history or something. I just remember w- whatever this class was, we ha- we were allowed to debate. And um, everybody knew me. So keep that in mind. People knew me. or If they didn't know me personally, they knew of me or heard about me. Magic man. And then some people called me holy man because I got to a <laughs> point where I wasn't carrying around a deck of cards all the time. Now I was carrying around a Bible, (laughs) so so people call me Magic Man or Holy Man, (laughs) one of (laughs) those. And um, I had this class where you were allowed to debate. You know, you would literally the teacher would bring up something about usually something political or and. It's like something that was happening in today's day and age at that time, and, and we all had to discuss it. And so what would happen was, if she would say, if you believe this thing, go on this side of the class. If you believe this thing, go on this side of the class. And I'd say 99.999% of the time, I was always on the side where it was either just me by myself, or there was one or two other people on the side that I was on. And then with that, the teacher would say, all right, go ahead and discuss now why you believe said topic. And it could be anything, whether it was like, like abortion or who, like, I don't know. There's so many, so many topics. I can't even, just anything political. And then, um, so I often have to, other students on, like, that that would be on the side where there's like pretty much the majority was on that side. Um, you know, everybody kind of gets to voice their thoughts, and then she would usually make me go last because I was always by myself, usually. And so it was like me versus everyone. <laughs> and many times I would say something, and you know, people would be like, What? No, I can't believe he said that. Uh. And so everybody's like, hearing, like, Okay, this guy believes this, this guy believes this, and then that kind of stuff spreads around throughout the school. And, um, but then I would say, sometimes I would say something and people would be like, he's right. And then they'd just switch over to my side. And then they'd be like, why'd you switch? Well, he said yada, yada, yada. Like, no, what he says makes sense. That goes against nature or that goes against whatever it is. And, um, so yeah. And I got to, <laughs> I remember like, like, there's this little grassy hill in the middle of the school and I remember I would get up on top of this hill and I would just start proclaiming things that I believe in and just telling people like, hey, this or I'll tell people my life story or I'll tell people that their life can change or you don't have to be depressed and I'll start speaking and I have like a crowd build around me so I like go from having a crowd doing magic tricks to a crowd people want to come hear me public speak and so crowds would build around me and um And yeah, word would get around, man, you remember you, that one black kid that was up there preaching on top of the hill or whatever. (laughs) And, uh, and so, yeah, that, that was, um, it was, it was such an interesting time. It was such a short time, but it was very, when it was happening, it was like, it happened so fast, you know
0: what I mean? And, um, so yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, that does. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating, bro. I'm, I'm glad you made, like... You feel like you made an impact in high school, though, at least. Like, while you're in high school, like... You want to know something?
1: Not as big... I really want to make an impact. Not as big, like, as I wanted to be. I remember at that time, I wanted everybody in the school to have their lives changed and everybody... Like, you're not addicted to drugs anymore. You're not, like, depressed or, you know, wanting to kill yourself and different things. So, not everybody, but... No, I still have people in my life that are like, man, remember when you would do this, that, and the other, and you'd say this? And I like, even ex girlfriends, like, man, you would say some stuff. I'm talking about like an ex girlfriend, ex girlfriends that are like, look, remember when you said this, that, and the other? I'm not getting into to specifics, but you said that if I were to get into this type of lifestyle or if I were to hang out with these type of people, like, this would, my life would end up like this. And she's like, you're right. Like that's exactly how I ended up being, and um, and she was like, at that, she was like, you had so much knowledge at a young age, and um, and I'm like, yeah, I know I was right. You should have listened to me. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't say that though.
0: But uh, you didn't make as big of an impact as you wanted. Why? Like,
1: I I, I think I'm just an idealistic kind of guy. <laughs> like like I mean I, I think I need to focus on the one sheet. You know, uh, that's like kind of what I do now. With the content that I make, I know that not everyone's going to agree with you. You know, people have different opinions and stuff. So, but I'm like, hey, but here's some things that have helped me in my life. If this helps someone else, like, I'm glad that it helped them, you know. But before that time, I was like, no, I'm, I'm trying to bring heaven on earth. I'm trying to turn earth into heaven. I want everybody to <laughs> get along and there's no division, there's no, no hatred and racism and different things. I was trying to stop, ev- I thought I was going to be the hero. From mankind, <laughs> but that was my mindset at a young age. I I was just a visionary, you know, and so I'm still a visionary and I still think big, but I'm a little bit more realistic now. I know not everyone's gonna side with you on something, but
0: for sure, for sure. So I I I really have this question on my mind: is how is word of mouth like? What's your experience with like word of mouth and like and because people always like Jake Paul. Uh, ne- and Logan Paul, they're like, I think they've said something along the lines is like, um, twelve or um, uh, negative uh, negative news fa- travels faster than positive or whatever. But like, how is word of mouth? Do you think like with your because word of mouth is so powerful that one tells two, two tell you know it's it's really powerful you know so um uh, i know what you're saying so what what do you think about like word of mouth whether it's like what you did in high school or like how you positively impacted people's lives like what's your experience with word of mouth basically as far as negative and positive
1: <clears throat> that's interesting word of mouth that's a very specific question how does how did word of mouth like in my own life? Like, how? like yeah, I'd say um, I remember when I wrote a book, my first book, uh, yeah, the word of mouth spread pretty quick. You yeah, know, you got a couple hundred people buy your book. It's the first time you're writing. And um, but I think it's like the more people you know, the more people you're not even like just like impact their life, but it's mainly like getting respect from a lot of people uh i think i think word of mouth is very important it's i think it's more important than simply just having like an online presence because let's say you you gain the respect from somebody it's it's by default the peop- people by nature are gonna they they talk you know they they talk about what they did the previous day or they talk about who they hung out with to their other friends and so with that in mind people have a tendency to gossip as well and so with that in mind um i know that every time i have an interaction with somebody they're probably going to go and say something about me to someone else some point in the future whether it's good or bad so how do i leave an impression on them because i it's not this isn't just what i believe and i know this everything that you do tells a story. and I'm trying not to lose track here because I'm trying to make a really good point here. Everything that you do tells a story. But, but a lot of times people, their thinking is so small that they think that all you, you, only your words tell a story. So that's why when they talk to somebody, you know, they try to impress them with words. Maybe even sound smart or maybe even tell them that they, they make more money than they really make or their job is more important than it really is uh or you're trying to impress a girl and you know you're saying one thing but she's looking at you and she's looking at how you're dressed and you, she's like uh, oh, this guy he's probably broke he doesn't got anything on because because your words are saying one thing but everything else about you is telling them a different story and i know this so i i try to make my life on autopilot in all aspects in all areas, not just online. You know, A lot of people want to start an online business so that they can make residual income online, have their, money make, 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 have their business make the money online in their sleep. But I try to make my relationships build me a good reputation in my sleep. Mm. So I'm like, okay, how do I do that? How, how do I be so respectful to people? How do, I, how do I leave an impression on people that when they go and talk behind my back, they're only saying good things? So I'm I'm making residual good reputation, <laughs> if that makes sense. And so oftentimes um people will say things like like, man, dude, like okay, like let's say for example, I'm talking to uh I'm gonna give you an example of a Christian and then someone who's like an atheist or something. I'm talking to a Christian. They're like, Man, every time I'm around you, you're in your presence, man, it, like this one guy. He's like when I talk to you, man, it's just like I feel the Holy Spirit, man. It's just something. To, I feel so good when I'm around you, right? Um, I'll talk to someone who doesn't believe in God at all, and then they say, "Man, you're you're so different. Like you, you believe in God and all these other things, but you're not. You're not like all these other Christians. Like what's different about you?" And this is stuff that people say to me all the time. I mean, like they'll, they'll say, um, "Yeah, like other Christians, they just kind of like quote the Bible at you and they." They seem like they're judgmental and angry, but whenever I talk to you, you seem like you actually care. Like, how how did you get that way? Were, were you raised in church? or you... So, because I... When, when people enter my life, I want them to have a good experience. Almost like they're, like, having like, like a movie. It's an experience where they can leave the conversation, and, um... So, this is why one of my friends, one of my uh, female friends, uh, Susanna, I... We were having a conversation one time. Was saying to me like, "Hey, how how do you be real with people without offending people? Because like the more honest you are and the more truthful you are, you tend to be tend to offend people if you're an honest person." And so um, I said, "But that's just the other side of the coin." I'm like, I tried to explain to her. You know, if if you could be Mother Teresa feed the homeless people you can have 99.9% of the planet love you and think you're an amazing person but you can have another one percent who absolutely hate you there's always the other side of the coin so with that in mind how do you position yourself in a way where because if you're not honest let's say you're just so nice and you're so friendly and you're so kind people are going to look through you like you're full of whatever you're not this nice you're not this kind, you're just, probably, you're just people pleasing and people don't like people pleasers. So you're sitting here trying to please people, okay, you've pleased some, but there's other people looking at you like you're fake. There's always the other side of the coin. So I lean into that. And I'm like, okay, well, I know if, if I know people are just gonna hate me anyway, why don't I just try to be as honest and friendly and truthful as possible, knowing that I'm gonna offend people, but let me do this, let me not intentionally offend people. And so, I feel like I'm preaching, but this is very important. <laughs> I intentionally. Some people they think that oh, just being myself, you know, you, you're gonna cuss a storm, you're gonna you're gonna say things, you're gonna make dirty jokes, and you, oh, that's being yourself. I'm like, okay, well, look, I don't want to be dirty, I don't want to crack nasty jokes, I don't want to um, speak my political views in an offensive way, and act as if I don't care about what other people think. Let me communicate in a way that where people hear me tell the truth about what I believe. They feel as if, okay, I can have a real conversation with this person, and they're not gonna be, like, upset. And so, um, you know, so with that in mind, I'm like, just be honest, because if if you're fake when you're when you're making your YouTube videos, people aren't gonna wanna watch you. That people can see you through fake. Uh huh. And so, anyways, I don't know where the heck I was going with that. I was trying to make a point about something, but anyways, yeah.
0: No, yeah. Um, What what did you ask? I asked word of mouth. I think uh, right.
1: Yeah, yeah, word of mouth. So, so anyway, yeah. So I'll, I'll finish that lastly. So, and that's that's what my point was. Like, if people aren't gonna like you anyways, like the the people who speak negatively about you, they are promoting you because other people. Have a tendency to not believe other people. So someone's sitting there speaking lies about you, lies and lies and lies, and then by the time that you 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 meet somebody who Okay, someone lied about me to someone. I met this person and they're like, Oh, someone so told me that you were like this. I was like, really? Like, yeah, but I meet you, I'm like, uh, no, they just disagree with you. I'm like, okay, cool. Now you know me. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, yeah.
0: That's interesting, yeah, man. Yeah. So. Um, so as far as word of mouth, you would say, or so there's this verse in Proverbs that I really like. It's um, it talks about it talks about uh, a good reputation is uh is more valuable than great riches. You know that verse? Yeah. Yeah. Uh and favor is more you know, valuable than gold basically. I'm just paraphrasing, but uh basically so why is why is that can you tie those together as far as why that's more valuable than making Absolutely. millions of dollars and billions. Absolutely
1: bro. Yeah. That's a good verse that you brought up, bro. You know, because let's say let's say that you are a multi-billionaire, but no one likes you. Let's say that all of a sudden your your money just vanishes. You're broke now. You're homeless. You have no friendships. No one cares about you. No one's gonna want to put you in their home. No one's gonna want to feed you. They don't like you. All right. You take someone who's a billionaire, who has a good reputation, and everyone likes them. If he goes absolutely broke, everyone's like, hey, no, we got you. We'll take care of you. You need a place to stay? And I, this is me. I'm, t- I'm telling you this is my life. I have friends since high school who, who tell me. I don't go out of my way to ask them this. They tell me if anything ever happens to you, come here. During COVID, friends call me. Hey, I know we were living in tough times. They didn't even know my situation. I was fine. I was living fine. I was, I was making more money in, during that time than I was before. But I had friends call me, hey, if anything happens to you, come here. You can live here. I left where I was living and I started doing Airbnb. I was like living from one place to another. People thought I was struggling. But because I didn't tell anybody that I was doing this. I was like living and doing Airbnb, right? And uh, so when I would tell my friends, Hey, how you been? What you been up to? Blah blah. blah. And eventually at some point I told some of my friends, Oh, I've been doing Airbnb. And I'm like, oh really? Oh man. And they started feeling bad for me, right? I was like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> they thought that I was struggling. But they're like, if you need a place to stay, come live here. You know, and, and, and um and it's I literally have reaped things that I've showed throughout my life since I was a teenager. I had a friend who 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 had a wife his wife cheated on him, who um, destroyed their family, almost destroyed their family, I can say that. And I helped this dude, you know, to have food on the table, because he was like a stay-at-home dad. have food on the table, you know, um, help him to clean himself up and shower stuff, and he's living in his car and everything. And I would hang up, I would hang out with him, I'd meet up with him, we'd just hang out. And, and, and I, I would do this with other homeless people down in Surprise. I know I know homeless people that are currently my friends today that I hang out with them, not just like casually like, oh, I just crossed their path. And then oh, hey, I remember you. No, hang out with them. Give them money. And, and I don't I don't mean to put this out there to sound like I'm holier than that like, t- type of thing. But I'm just saying this because I want people to understand if you help people, if you genuinely help people. When you're in time of crisis, people will help you. And Christ said, use your wealth to make friends. Because by, by the time something happens to you, he, said, he says you'll have a place to stay. And that's that's been something that that scripture has, and, and, the, and the scripture that you just quoted, has been evident in my own life. Where I remember when I was a teenager, See, I have a problem like I, tell, I want to tell these stories, but I, I just don't want to mention people's names. I try to protect people, <laughs> we were having a disagreement and but I had backup if something had happened, and I think they were just trying to test to see what I would do. <laughs> but I was like, "I'm good." And one of my grown adult friends, I was a teenager. this is a grown adult that was like, "Hey, I got a place for you to stay if something happens over at your house." As a dude that I were friends, but yeah, I went all over the place.
0: No, that's powerful, bro. I think that's powerful. So, you know, from from what I hear from you is like, if if you really help people and you, then you'll you'll be able to they'll help they'll want to help you in times of need, and um, even if you're rich and then you become poor, and then it's like people. If you have a good reputation, you will always have people that are in your corner, basically, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I I and I give to people who are hostile, like like the angry people who I who I know probably look at me with an evil eye. You know, maybe they assume something about me. I, I don't know. Um, I, I'll I'll give to them. Like, hey, man, here's a hundred bucks. You know what I mean, and that's like, powerful. Really? It, yeah. Here, here you go. And I'm like, No, no, no. Just take your money. Take your money. Take your money. Cause I know the scriptures tells you, you know, you could put heaping coals of fire on someone's head by by being friendly and giving to someone, and and I wouldn't want to be living next to somebody who they see me and then they're like, oh, okay, look at this black guy, who who does he think he is or whatever, you know, like he, he like some sort of a gangster or something or whatever. I don't know what people think about me when they see me at first glance, um, but I try to leave a really good impression on people because I want to live at peace with people around me. So if something does happen to me, I got backup. People are like, hey, that's, that's, that's my boy Creed right there, man. Like, you know, who you think you are, you know? And, um, like even in the area that I live right now, like, you know, I got people around here who don't really know each other well, but I helped them and they'll message me and they just hey, hope you're doing okay. Different stuff. And, uh, and and I, and I had to learn, I, I learned these type of things because I grew up, you know, like I said, I was often by myself, you know. I didn't really feel like I had a family. So, growing up, I was like, I need to have, you, you, people find protection in their family, you know. Like, if you have parents who are close, you know, if something ever happens, their parents are like, come back home, baby. You know, Come here, we'll, we'll make you some mashed potatoes. You know, you got your bed still, your, your room still here, whatever it is. So a lot of people have that and I have that, I have that, but, um, I always still just have like a backup. I'm like, how do I turn other people into my family? And, um, and so I'm like, well, I have to treat them like they're my family. If something happens to them, I need to make sure that they have food on their table. If something happens to them. I got to make sure that their kids are okay. And so, you know, and I don't come at it with the mindset of like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to make sure if something happens to me, you're there for me. I don't do that. I just let it happen. It happens naturally. It's, just, it's human nature. It's survival. Animals do that. That's how. That's why dogs love their owners. Because the, do- the dog does not... Your dog doesn't love you. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. I don't offend people. I, I love dogs. I, I, I used to have dogs my whole life. I just... I'm talking about the animal instinct, the animal nature. It, you, your dog doesn't actually love you. It's not... It's It's, it's just... No, You. you're... You're putting food on the dog's table every day. The dog's like, okay, this is where my meals are coming in. All right, I'm going to make sure this house is protected. Animals do it naturally. And um, so do humans.
0: Hmm? So do humans. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, so I wanted wanted to talk about, um, you know, like, so you said you used to struggle with, like, um getting, like, uh, girls' attention and stuff like that, but now it's, like, different for you. Can you go into that a little bit? <laughs> like, as far as, you know, you notice, like, since you've, you know, been more confident or whatever, like, what are some things that um, guys are, like, lacking? Because in, uh, in, in, you said, like, it's, uh, you used to not be confident around girls, and now you kind of attract more
1: yeah 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 like um i i I just believe in i believe in marriage you know like like i I think it's important for people to get married and have families and stuff i really think that that's how god created us to be and so i've always wanted to be prepare myself to become like a, a husband one day um lord willing if i get married and have children and so with that in mind i'm like you know i've talked to quite a, quite a few women, and stuff, and, um, but I don't think I was ever ready and prepared, you know, for that, but, but in the experience of, like, going on dates, or having girlfriends, different stuff like that, uh, yeah, no, I used to be really nervous, like, talking to girls, yeah, I just, it was just, I don't know why, I was just always nervous, I used to always be nervous, but then once I realized, like, oh, they're just regular people, they're human, (laughs) they're human, uh, I think just like small realizations like that, you know, like realizing like, oh, it's, I know she's beautiful. I know she's, she's fine. But she's human. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's naturally I just started gaining confidence because I'm like, just if you talk to a girl like she's just a human, like just like any other person, don't treat her like she's like, like a god or something. Like just say hi. Because girls get weird about, weirded out by a lot of dudes. Like, cause, cause guys get all weird when they talk to a beautiful girl. They like, uh, have you heard of a, uh, some app called Omegle? Yeah. <laughs> right? So, so a lot of people, I tried, I got on there one time. I, cause I was thinking about using it for YouTube and like mm-hmm. pranking people. Cause a lot of people think that I look like Andrew Tate or whatever. So, but, uh, I had one of my, I, I had, I had Susanna get on there. And, um, and so she she got on there, and you know a lot of guys when they pop on the camera, they get all nervous when they see like a beautiful a beautiful girl. And so, <laughs> and, and then I would ask her, "How does that make you feel?" And she's just like, ah. "I'm like, man, you, and and me knowing her, I'm like, she's just a regular person." Uh-huh. But the dudes get all weird, and they might say something just kind of like, <laughs> "What are you talking about, dude?" Just you know what I mean. And so for me I just turned it into a habit like if I see a beautiful girl just act normal dude it's okay. Uh-huh. And girls see that. Yeah. So if you're like, "Oh my goodness, hey, you're so beautiful." or something like that. They, they just kind of look at you with the crazy eye like, "Who de- who is this guy?" You know what I mean? And uh, so I stopped doing that type of stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh and you noticed a difference in the way people, girls would respond to you, right? Or women would respond. Yeah. When you acted more natural and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah like um Yeah, which if you just act like a regular person around females, um they'll 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 treat you normal. For sure. But well, I think that's like that's like how, that's not, that doesn't, in a, in a guy's mind, I do can't comprehend that. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're caught up in your feelings. You see a beautiful girl, all of a sudden you get all these butterflies. I don't act on those butterflies. Like, I get them butterflies, I just, like, eh, it's butterflies, whatever.
0: But, <laughs> I don't know. For sure. Um... So it just takes practice, right? Just like being around them and just acting normal, and right too. Would you say, like as far as interacting with them, just like acting normal, like I, because it took you a while to get to that point, right, where you're just like normal, like not nervous, or no?
1: Um, I yeah, yeah. I, I well, how do I put it? Okay, I, okay. I'll put it like this. I would read I would read books on like like marriage and stuff, and I'd read books on men and I read books on women and like on how they think and the psychology and everything and once I started realizing like the psychology of how men and women think and what their needs are and what they and their wants and different things when I realized like oh okay, all of a sudden it just like became like natural um okay. Because that now I know, I'm like, I got information. Like, oh, this is just how it is. Or a lot of guys are like, oh, man, girls are just emotional. Ah. And then it's like... But when I realize, I'm like, oh, this is like... How they were designed. This isn't like... Oh, okay. They're, they're just more emotional than men. That's just how it is. It's not... And... But it's, and, it's, and it's also, it's nothing personal. So... Once I realize like the nature of human beings, the way I behave around other people, men and women, like I'm like, oh, uh, there's not a lot of thinking that has to go into it anymore. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I would say, yeah, I, I, I would, I would just talk to to different people mm-hmm. just to see how, like, I think, I think, dudes, if you see a beautiful girl, just have a Practice having a regular conversation with no agenda. Uh huh. Don't even ask for the number. Be willing to leave a conversation without getting a number, or, or even complimenting and saying they're beautiful or whatever. whatever. Instead of saying like, "Hey man, I, oh I love your hair," don't do that. Just say, "Oh I love that dress." It's different because like when you point out like hair or eyes, different. Like you're, it's kind of like it's low key, kind of sexual, and you and you're and you're and you're telling somebody. That you sexually desire them, in a way, up front, and you don't even know the person, and they're they're suspicious of you, in first interaction. So rather than complimenting like a physical body feature, compliment like their outfit. Instead, oh, I like that dress, or oh, those are some cool shoes. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. it, it's 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 different. Like and, and and vice versa. Like um, if a girl says to me oh, my goodness, you have such big arms. Okay, I know she, she finds me sexy. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Nothing wrong with it. But, yeah, girl, is this your first time meeting me? <laughs> like, like, are you wifey material? I can't tell. But if she says, oh, wow, that suit makes you look really good. And like, oh, well, oh, thanks. Oh, yeah, it does, yeah, I like that. Cool, thanks. But well, you you point out my physical features. You're te- you're looking at me sexually, and I can't tell if you're if you're wifey material. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. No. I've, yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, and, or also like personality, t- right? Too right. You could pr- you could compliment them on their like personality, like you're kind or like if you notice that or right, like. Oh uh, yeah, too. I
1: think that's too cool too. Usually I think it's like if you compliment someone's humor cuz you can you can compliment someone's personality and that can come off weird too. Really?
0: Yeah. Like if you okay. say like, "Oh my
1: goodness." Like you you ever heard you heard of the word simping? Ah <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Like uh <laughs> like if you say, "Wow, you're so kind. You're so nice." There's nothing wrong with that. Uh-huh. But but the hearer, the person you're saying that to, how does that make them feel? They might think like, oh, thanks, you know, whatever. But in their head, they they might low key feel like, okay, this guy's kind of kind of a simp. Okay. But if you say, man, you're hilarious. It's not like a when you say, oh, it, I don't know, it's just so many different little psychology things. like yeah. And you can kind of, if you're a man, you can kind of feel it in your gut when you when you do or say something. Like you could say something to a girl, and then you kind of feel it in your gut, like, ah, oh, that was kind of like, uh-huh. <laughs> kind of simpy, you know? I
0: mean? <laughs> <laughs> kind of simpy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny, dude. Yeah. Um, Cause you feel you kind of feel weak. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I feel that, bro. Yeah. Um, it's just it's how you say it too, right? Yeah, bring the mic down. Okay, bit. it's yeah. how you say it too, right? Like, like everything is because I've. Uh, what do you think about this? I've heard that it's whatever forty something percent body language, and then it's forty per- something percent um, tone of voice, and then only seven percent words. I've heard it is like I've I've heard that. And, like, when I interact with people from different languages or from – with different language, you know, with a different language, like, I can connect with them just by laughing more than I can with somebody that doesn't speak the language that just is, like, not – you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if you agree with that as far as body language and tone of voice are, like, 90% of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I'd say – yeah, because, like I said, like, everything you do tells a story. You yeah, know, so – like, um, are you you have you have an interaction with somebody. Uh, okay, let, let's say for example. Um, all right, we're playing a video game, and then you're beating me at the game. You're like, oh man, dude, I hate you, bro. Golly. Oh yeah. All right, I just said I hate you. But you knew, <laughs> you didn't you knew that was done. I said, dude, I freaking hate you, dude. <laughs> Said the same words, felt different. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think it applies to
0: pretty much yeah, pretty much anything. So you would agree yeah. that it's like ninety percent body language and tonal voice, or no? Ninety percent? Let me see. What, what percentage? <laughs>
1: uh, I think it's it has a lot to do with it. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know a percentage, but like yeah, no. Every everything you do from the way you talk, the way you you look, the the. Um, yeah, body language, tone of voice, and what you're saying, it all has to be in symphony with each other. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Because you could, you could have the right tone and the right body language, but then you could say the wrong thing. True. (laughs) it be like, what the, wrong with this guy? (laughs) Like, you could be like, so nice and kind and, wow, guys. I just want to let you guys know man how much I appreciate y'all. I want to tell you man you guys are probably the dumbest people I ever met, but you're you're definitely kind people. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy like the joker or something like Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's also the words that you use too. So it's all symphony.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. I agree. Um last question. Um what is the impact or influence you wanna make on the world and what do you feel like you and how have you influenced and impacted the world so far through your um, videos and also in real life like just thus far in your life, how have you impacted it and how what's your the rest of your time, the your future look like as far as impacting and influencing? Yeah man.
1: Um basically yeah, with the with the content that I make and you know, people that I talk to and people I meet. Like, with the podcast that I'm doing, still trying to find my voice with it all. So far up to this point, a lot of people who uh, are Christians, who are, like, serious, that are like, oh, man, I'm trying to, like, get closer to God and different things. I point out a lot of things that their, their mind is concerned with it with within the church and uh, so with that in mind i think people who are are genuinely interested in god and knowing deeper truths but they feel like uh something is lacking in their church or whatever they tend to listen to things that i have to say because i i come from a very similar background and um you know people be like i've been going to church i've been doing this i i I read the bible every day and all this stuff but i'm still depressed I still have anxiety. I still this, that and the other, or I go to church and we're not allowed to watch television. The the church that I go to. Or, I, or we're not allowed to um sit next to our, our girlfriends in, in church or we're not allowed to whatever it is, they feel like there's like this legalistic type of things happening in their church. And so with that in mind, um I try to help people realize the freedom that they have in God and um and that everything is not all about just being legalistic, you know. You gotta live right. But uh, so with that in mind, still trying to find my voice with it, but that's the current, if I'm impacting people's lives, helping people understand the freedom that they have right now. That's um, something that's really been helping people. And then the other thing would be, what am I doing in the future? I have ideas about what I want to do. Uh, I mean, I want to clarify and, and 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 sharpen my skills and, and get better at speaking. Uh, you know, I want to write books, and I think that's that's one of my main things right there. It's like I really want to show people how free they are in this life, and um, you don't have to live this. You don't have to be a statistic. You don't have to be a, a a cliche person, like like whether and and this is just goes outside of like religion. Like you know, me being a black man, you know, I don't have to be a statistic. I don't have to be a guy who get got caught up with doing drugs and getting into gangs and listening to you know, bad music and just doing everything that somebody would associate my skin color with. Like, uh, I want to show people that they, they have a, 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 a a uniqueness about them that was God given. They have gifts and talents that God wants them to use and they are free to use their gifts and talents as long as they're doing it in God. And, um, they're doing it for the right reason with good intent. And, um, uh, yeah, I really want to show people the freedom that they have. I want to help people overcome anxiety and depression and have successful marriages, successful children. My goal is I, whatever I got to do to, to, to see more of heaven on earth. That's what I want to do. Even if that means I got to use my gift my, 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 my gift and my talent and the art of illusion and magic and tricks and stuff like that to get people's attention over here and then share them some deeper truths about something if I have to use it through entertainment. So uh, yeah, uh, everything that I do is um, works all together and to to point people back to the source and, I, and, and that's God and um, and I want to help other people do the same thing, and you know, I don't think that I can impact the world by myself. I mean, I think I can make an impact and you know help help find that one lost sheep. But I really think it's important for the body of Christ to really unite and, and come close and and um, and um so from, with that in mind, I'm trying to be a good example to people and show them, like, look, I'm a man who, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, but I am also involved with what's going on in the world. I'm not just isolated in a church hidden somewhere and no one knows that I believe in God. Like, no, I'm going public and I'm I'm taking heat from people like from and mainly from Christians that are like, "No, you you're not supposed to say this. You're not supposed to be performing magic. You're not supposed to be talking about money." And so it's all about Jesus. And I agree. Yes, it's all about Jesus. But we got to talk about other things. We're this is a family discussion that we need to have as the church. And it's a family discussion that's important. We should talk about money. We should be talking about what's happening in our marriages. We should be talking about what's going on in our schools. I'm trying to show people, like, like, we are the body of Christ. We need to be involved with everything that's happening in the world. We, he, he said that he is the light of the world, but then he also said you are the light of the world. And so if we are the light of the world, we reflect his image. I mean, this is, this is his world, you know what I mean? And so, anyways, whatever I got to do to inspire people to want to fulfill their purpose and use their gifts and talents, and I can't do it alone. And so I know that I got to kind of like what you say, like, dude, you're like a pioneer or whatever. I'm like, if I got to be a pioneer and inspire people in that way, I'll do that, you know? But if so, if I have to do something else, I'll figure that out. But yeah.
0: That's powerful. But I mean, that gets me excited. Thank that you. gets me stoked, man. That's dope. I'm, I'm I'm excited for you. And um, I'm, you know, you've already done a lot of, you know, you've done a lot of videos now and just like, and you're, you're doing well, and, yeah, I'm excited for you, bro.
1: Absolutely, man. I appreciate it, dude.
0: For sure. Yeah. Appreciate the time. Thank you so much for watching, guys.
1: All right, y'all. Subscribe to the Creed podcast. Hit that like button. Do all those YouTube things, and subscribe to uh, Aaron Honer's How Tos by Bro channel. Uh, he's He's been my homie for a while, and so support him. And, uh, yeah, I hope this inspires you. I hope you learn something. Sometimes I don't even know what the heck I'm talking about. Aaron will just ask me some good questions and then I'll just be like, all right, let's see where this goes. (laughs) So, all right, y'all. God bless.